it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Talking Blues podcast, Chelsea versus Liverpool, uh, Premier League week one, match one recap, 1-1 draw, and the seventh match in a row that Chelsea and Liverpool have ended in a draw. No one side has you know, been able to call themselves winners against the other. However, the other six draws before this were known now, so at least we saw goals on either side or on both sides in this match. Before we get going with all the stuff pertaining to Chelsea and more like the game, this is a recap episode, I just want to address what has been going on with the podcast because we actually did record a full-on, full-length, 40-30-minute episode, something like that, on Thursday uh, night when it was announced that Chelsea were not... Okay, how, how do I phrase this? Oh, by the way, this is something different here. I'm with Peter. We are in the same room recording this. Alex is... You know, on the screen with us. On the I've been outcasted. I've been outcasted. I can try to explain it here and say, yeah, it, we recorded after we got the news from Ornstein and Fabrizio. So we fully thought that it was 100% sealed that Caseta was going to Liverpool. We were going to lose out on him. And we also talked about uh, Kyler Adams, who, as we now know, also isn't going to join. And then we talked about Lavia, which, I mean, it's potentially could join, but. Basically, and we talked about, about and we talked about Keppa going to Bayern probably, and then he ended up going to Real Madrid. Yeah, so. Right. so literally the entire episode was just completely wrong. It was still a good episode, and it was funny because, of course, as you know, I have yeah, to it was just that uh, we we took it down. I honestly just think we should have kept it up, but whatever. I mean, like, I In hindsight, we probably should have kept it up, but then once we took it down, like you can't put it back we up did, if that makes we sense. Did Liverpool, and yeah. That was the only information that was wrong, except for that. But it was like a great preview episode. It was hilarious. Yeah. To be fair, for those who are upset that they missed this, we were pretty wrong in all our predictions in terms of lineups and formations and pretty much everything else going into it. So, yeah. I mean, you can't blame us. No one, no one coming in thought that Potter was going to randomly pull out a three at the back yeah. and then have literally just Reese James and Ben Chilwell basically just playing as wingers. Like, we all, I mean, we played. We didn't even. I, we may have had like ten minutes in a preseason game where we played three at the back, but besides that, it was a four-two-three-one the entire time. And I mean, at first too, I guess we can just kind of go into the game because at the first, the first like fifteen minutes, I'd say at the three at the back, we looked so so exposed. Salah and Colwell one on one, 
not a great matchup. And then Adisa C, who definitely grew into the game at first, looked very shaky because they were just both so isolated. Uh, so I, I honestly went, uh, I was against it. I was not a big fan of it at the start, but I towards the game went on, it really worked out well because it got Reese James and Ben Showell so involved. And they were obviously dangerous the entire game, Ben Showell especially. And I mean, Reese James especially too. They just both were, they were both catalysts. Ben Showell obviously had the disallowed goal too, which is unfortunate. But I mean, I at first I thought Posh kind of sold this game going into the going into the game with that formation, but I do think it actually ended up working out well and it fit the game well. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree. I was a little bit skeptical as well when the uh, lineup came out, but I thought in general, I mean, we were you know chatting about this during the game too. You know, we saw uh, Desasi, we saw Colwell. They just seemed a little bit uncomfortable in the three in the back. Obviously, Thiago Silva seemed perfectly comfortable in the middle, but uh, when they were isolated, whether um, you know, it was against uh, Luis Diaz or Mo Salah. Obviously, you're talking about against Colwell. It just felt like there was not, um, you know, any security there because Ben Chilwell was all the way up the pitch. Reese James was pretty far up the pitch too, not up to the level of Chilwell, but still pretty far up. Um, so it kind of felt like uh, Colwell was just completely isolated. Obviously, there was that one disallowed goal um, that Salah had that, you know, he was a few inches offside. And uh, that was, you know, when he's isolated again, Colwell, you know, smartly, I guess, stepped up and he was able to play him offside, even though it's probably pretty risky to do. Um, in terms of the other things I like, though, I thought our width was really, really good today. Um, like in terms of what, what are you laughing about, Josh? What's going on? Sorry. I know I can't focus. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm the one with the ADD here. And normally, like, you're doing some crazy stuff on the other screen when you're muted. Like, man is, like, running around the room. He's, like, jumping up and down doing jumping jacks. They beat some push-ups in there. And then me and Peter go to take a sip of water. And man goes, what are you guys doing over there? What's happening on that screen? Like, we're taking them. I don't know what you want from us. Focus on the game. I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish so I can get to my thoughts. So, All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I will finish. I did really like the whiff. Um, that James and Chilwell provided, especially some of those cross-field balls, especially from James uh, across to Chilwell. Um, and then I thought that, uh, you know, Chukwemeka really struggled in the first 15, 20 minutes or so, kind of getting himself into the game. But then after that point, it really felt like, um, you know, he was getting involved, you know, coming to the ball more. It just felt like he was um, almost uncomfortable, didn't really know where to be in the beginning of the game. But then he really started to grow himself into it, kind of, you know, playing right behind Jackson, at the 10 spot, Sterling, I thought, um, you know, had a decent game, but wasn't, um, you know, totally amazing. Definitely made a few bad decisions, but I think there was a certain, you know, few points where he got those attacks going on the right-hand side. And I thought Jackson had a decent day, but some inconsistencies um, finishing-wise. So just a few few players. I know I'm pulling a Peter right now and going over uh, a whole bunch of players, but it is what it is. Yeah, so, um, yeah, let's get into the exact, like, you know, as I do the the stats, but not even the stats, just the the goals. So it was one one uh, was the final, as I said earlier. Luis Diaz in the 18th minute, Axel Basasi in his debut for Chelsea in the uh, start of the Premier League season in the 37th minute. Which you know, me and Peter watch a game together. We we joke that um, well, I mean, it, it, this is factual. It did happen that uh, the hit was off literally his calf, uh, <laughs> the shot. So it was a. Uh, you know, the most center back of a shot worthy play, I would say you could ever see off of a, off of the cross. So, but a goal is a goal, right? It doesn't matter. Even though it was off the calf, even though it almost missed the net, we're okay. Um, you know, after the Diaz goal early, I think we were a little bit taken aback where it was like, oh, okay. I mean, those first like 18 minutes when he scored the goal in the 18th minute, 
Chelsea was already kind of playing down. I mean, we were even in a third minute into the match. Peter's like, I don't like how they're playing already. I'm like, we're three minutes in. He's like, I don't care. We're not playing well. And it, it continued to that. I remember he made another comment like that in the 14th minute and they scored in the 18th minute. And then mind you, then Salah's goal happened and that just looked like the easiest thing ever. Mind you, it was because it was offside. Um, and so you're you're kind of there when it was 2-0 for two seconds. Like, oh, wow, how bad is this game going to be? And then the goal gets disallowed. And honestly, after that point, in like the 20-25th minute, when Chelsea started turning it on, having the majority of possession, getting shots on goal, this really turned into Chelsea's game, I would say, from the 25th minute on. I mean, I, I assume you guys agree with me. You let me know your thoughts. Yeah, that, but that, that's what I would I, say. I, I'm, you know, I would say from the 0 to the 15th minute, Obviously, I thought Chelsea got off to the front foot and then kind of from 15 to 30 with, with the Diaz goal, then the Salah disallowed goal, um, that kind of middle period of the first half, Liverpool kind of started to step it up. And then I think for the rest of the game, pretty much it was all Chelsea. And, uh, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, it's kind of disappointing that we only ended with a draw. But, um, you know, Chelsea had a lot of chances, but you got to, you know, be happy with the result as well, considering, uh, you know, it's the first game under Poch. We saw what happened last season. Uh, and, you know, slowly grew, uh, growing into the season with a whole new group of guys. So that that's kind of my view on it. Well, exactly. Like, if you told me coming into this game that it was going to be a 1-1 draw, I think I'd take that, be, especially, like you say, because of what happened last year. So, it, But then you watch the game. You, I mean, you, if you also told me that would be a 1-1 draw based on how they started in those first 15 minutes where we looked very, very bad, I would have taken the 1-1 draw too. But then that second half where we just completely dominated, and it is disappointing. We had missed chances, literally right in the, whatever, what it was, 92nd, 93rd minute, right before full time. Mudrik literally gets around Allison, and, but then we just can't score there. But I mean, I just, that run from Jackson, I'll point that out. Jackson, I think, had a really, really good game. Obviously, he did. His finishing wasn't quite there, but I mean, he had so many, so many good runs, dribbling runs, good passing, good combos. And I mean, obviously, it's just sounding like I'm making excuses like I did for like Havertz and Warner. But if he keeps getting into those positions, the goals will come. Because, unfortunately, I think his finishing is better than Havertz. So, by, I, I assume that the goals will come. And, I mean, the rest of his game is so good already. You could see it in that it, throughout the game that I don't, even if he doesn't score the goals, he's going to be able to create for other players to make up for that, which Havertz was supposed to be able to do, but didn't actually do. Him, him, Reese James, and Enzo Fernandez are my three standout players of the game. Like I, I know Chola had a good game, um, and and he was getting the Chelsea applause when he got subbed off. But honestly, if I'm talking about you know the the creativity, the dribbling ability, and just like the overall moves, where you know Peter and I were just kind of sitting down, and then you know it would be one of those three guys, whether it be Jackson, Enzo, or Reese James, they would make one cut or something, get past the defender, and be like, whoa, what is you know what's going on here? Like nice little run that we're getting gone. Uh, and the passes, too, were, were all majestic. Uh, well, more majestic from Enzo and from James. But um, those, if I'm, like, pointing out, if you're, you know, you you put me uh, in, in, I was going to say, gun to my head. I don't like when people say that because, like, it's a very violent uh, type of phrasing. But if you were to put a gun to my head and said, what were your three standout players in this game against Liverpool, those would be my three players. Um, Alex, I don't know if you have any other thoughts before I of course I have other thoughts, Josh. You know this. Oh, of course, course I have other thoughts. What I would say, I think to me, the two clear standouts were Reese James and Enzo. I thought Enzo was fantastic. Reese James was great until he uh, you know, left a little bit early with a knock. We'll see what happens with that. He did jog off, so that's a good sign, but we gotta um, you know, see what that all ends up with. 
Um, like you mentioned, I thought Jackson, you know, Jackson had a great work rate too. I think, you know, he was pressing really well. Um, I know I sound like a year ago with Havertz. So his movement is tremendous. His movement is great, but his movement is really good. All right. So that is, that's something to say. You got to say it. Um, but I thought in general, a lot, you know, even some of the players that struggled at times, like I felt like, uh, DeSassi obviously had his fair share of, um, you know, tough moments. I think Gallagher had a few tough moments and Sterling had a few tough moments at times, but all three of those players also made really important contributions throughout the game as well. Like, you know, Gallagher would win possession back deep. Sterling would create, um, and, and DeSassi made a few important stops uh, on the defensive end. So, you know, I would say as much as those guys definitely were hard to watch at times, they were also productive. Uh, so it's more about, can those guys be, you know, productive the entirety of the game? Um, and not be not productive, if that makes any sense. I agree. And one of the, I don't know how, I think I was just wanted to point someone else out, not exactly as much bad moments, but Levi Colwell, obviously so much hype around him into the preseason. I mean, especially considering this is against Liverpool, who were supposedly very interested in him. And I mean, he, he wasn't ever really had bad moments. I guess you could say on the first goal on that Salah pass, maybe he could have done anything, but that was really just a great pass. But I really wanted to talk about how, insane his passes are as a center back to be able to do that many progressive passes he cross field balls on a dime and there's this one play i forget who it was against but it was on the sideline he he does a cruyff turn completely does the guy and does such a great ball into jackson who almost gets a chance uh almost gets a shot off there it was insane and this is just his first game with chelsea in a three at the back which I don't really know if that's he's better as a center back or a wide center back in a back three. But I mean, it's probably he hasn't probably played that under Posh before, obviously, because I don't know how much we worked in in a preseason. But I mean, he just had a really good game for me. There were times where it was a bit shaky, but it's hard to defend Mo Salah in an entire game one on one. But his passes, man, it's they're so fun to see. And this is like the same with Enzo. I mean, almost everybody on the team this game had at one point or another and in really really great cross field pass really great through ball and i mean i think that's just part of what potch wants i think that's part of the system kind of showing there and creating the ability for these players to show their quality and it's just, he's gonna be fun to watch because he's only gonna get better um i i do have i have oh alex go ahead i have one final thing to say i'm sorry josh i know i can't stop i'm too excited it's the first game of the season josh let me be excited all right um what i would say even though I'm actually about to say something not that exciting. Um, but I would say the main two, I guess, downsides from today's game, I thought, obviously, the Reese James injury is concerning. We'll see what happens with that. But I also thought when Malo Gusto came on, he did not look super sharp today. Uh, he was not at his best, you know, not what we saw um, in preseason. So, you know, that was a little bit concerning. We'll see how he does uh, going forward, obviously. Well, what I was going to say before my before my next point, I had like a little tidbit that... um. You, while Peter was speaking, you decided to do the most insane backstretch I might have ever seen in my entire life, uh, extending about 27 feet vertically behind you uh, from what I saw on the camera. And mind you, Peter didn't cave in, you know, because he, he's a professional. Uh, he does his job well. He's not laughing, you know, staring at the other screen. So, you know, I just like to give a, a little props in there before I move to my next point. Um, yeah. So anyway, all, all, goof, all goofiness aside. Uh, I do want to ask about Sanchez, what we thought um, of his first game. You know, we, not like he did much. He's not Kepa. We know that. Uh, there was that 
insane pass that we almost lost 2-1 because of it uh, that was looking for Enzo. Enzo pointed the opposite way to his right. Uh, the Sanchez passes to his left, goes straight to a Liverpool player. What did we think of his Chelsea debut uh, in this first game of the season? It looks like Peter wants to start next to me. Go ahead. I don't want to risk Alex taking on my points because clearly he's in a mood of what I am what I always do, where say you go through every single player. But no, like you said, Josh, there was that one play where he completely misread where Enzo was going, passed it right to... Don't actually remember which Liverpool play. Yeah. But then it went to Nunez's bad touch. He went out to claim it. Oh but, God, by the way. Yes, that if we had lost off of that, it would have been awful. But you really can't tell anything from this game, honestly, because they their only shot on target the entire game was Diaz's goal in the 18th minute. Other than that, they had a lot of close calls, obviously, Salah hitting the ball. Van Dyke, by the way. Van Dyke didn't even was... know he had that leg. Jesus. Yeah. Van Dyke had a uh, good one. I, mean, I thought he just had aura, but apparently he can shoot too. And Nunez had one that was deflected. I mean, there were so many close calls, but he actually didn't do, have to do anything the entire game. There was a few, one time where he actually came out for a cross, though, off of the corner, and I was like, what is this? Kepa's never doing that. Kepa's letting that go straight to Van Dyke, who's going to head it top corner. Well, not top corner in quotes, because it's not going to be top corner, but his tiny arms are going to make it seem like it was top corner. So, really, I don't really think you can judge him on this game. He was fine except for that one pass. So I think that's something to be aware of, just his ball-playing ability. But, I mean, he didn't really have to do any goalkeeping work, and so I guess we'll see more in the future games. Yeah, Alex, uh, your thoughts on Sanchez's debut, if you have. Yeah, I mean, I think he didn't see much, right? So, it, like, much in the way that, like, he didn't make a tremendous yeah. fantasy keep Chelsea in this game. Yeah, I'd agree. I, You know, he had, like, one save. I don't... <laughs> I don't think, you know, there's much one to say save on Mo Salah's shot that was going wide of the net anyway, but he didn't know it was going wide, so he made the save, which was smart. I mean, I don't know if you remember it, Alex. It was in the first half, I think. I do. That was the save I was referring to. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't say any, you know, I wouldn't say his performance today told me that, you know, they don't possibly need to get a goalkeeper in the remainder of the window here or you need someone else to come in possibly, or that, you know, he is the guy. That definitely is not what I got from today, but uh, he's obviously a serviceable keeper. So, um, yeah, I guess nice to have him around. That's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. So let's go into the match stats here, and uh, I'm, I'm now looking because I'm going to start with the fouls. Uh, Anthony Taylor didn't cost Chelsea as much as we would have thought today. I think we all, we all agree on that, which is, you know, surprising. Uh, something different than what we've seen in the past. But anyway, Liverpool had 12 fouls compared to Chelsea's fouls. It was definitely a very physical game, especially coming down to the end of things. 3-3, both on the yellow cards, no red cards. Uh, and then the offsides, as we know, two goals ruled off, one on each side due to offsides. It was 5-4, though, Liverpool. Uh, there, four corner kicks for, D, uh, for each side, excuse me, and then four saves for Liverpool because we now go to the shots. It was 13-10 to 10 shots, but one or four to one shots on goal. Chelsea, you know, being favored there. And it was crazy because I think Diaz was the only shot on goal the entire game. So Luis Diaz's goal early in the match in the, what did I just say, 18th minute, was the only shot on goal Liverpool had the entire match. And I mean, that's what it, it, it goes. The stat matches what I said earlier in this episode was that after the 2025th-ish minute, this was Chelsea's game to win. It was Chelsea's game to possess as well. And I'm going to go to that now. 65% to 35% Chelsea favored there. And this is another thing that goes back to early in the match, like the 10th minute where Peter's like, oh, Jesus, this 
this possession is going to be 70-30 Liverpool by the end of this thing. And Chelsea flipped that on its head, go completely against what we thought early in this match. And it, it was really nice to see. And like we all said, I think we all agree on is that it's actually really funny to where the fact that after Chelsea turned this around, a draw seems like, um, oh, I forgot. Like, I was going to say a punishment, but that's not the right word. But just not as, what what was, what? yeah. Disappointment? Not, disappointment, thank you. Yeah, it just, it, it comes down to actually a disappointing result, which is just not something I thought of going into this match if it was going to end 1-1. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. It was a lot of, it felt like we were on the front foot for most of the game, as we've said multiple times now. So it is disappointing, I guess you can say, that we didn't win. But, um, you know, we take this draw. I know, Chelsea, we have a reasonably easy schedule coming up. Easy, in quotation marks, right? Uh, so we'll see how that all uh, works out in the next few weeks. But definitely a lot of positives to take out of today. So that's a, a, a good thing. And I guess, Josh, do you have anything else to say? Or, Peter, you got anything else to say about uh, the game before we do some you know, I just want to say that this domination is only going to get better once we get both Casado and Lavia off of them. Going to mm. dunk over 150 million on their heads, so they have to continue playing seven attacking players in the midfield. I mean, that was crazy to me seeing that lineup because they physically don't have a DM right now. And if we take both of them, then they will continue to not have a DM. And I do hope that happens because I would love, love, love to laugh so hard after. All the Liverpool fans on Twitter being like, oh, you're not getting Casado anymore when we recorded that first, <laughs> we said on that Thursday when that happened, to getting both their original target and then the person they tried to hijack. If it was anything like this game, it's exactly what's happening. Liverpool looked like they had it sealed and then we're going to come out and dominate. And it's going to end in a draw, which means, I guess, theoretically, in this analogy, we'd get Casado and they'd get Lavia. We both get the original targets. I don't know. That was kind of weird. I, that, that was smart to do on the fly. I'm proud of it. Good job. I thought, what, I would, what I would say is I just kind of want to talk briefly about the transfer stuff. I'm sure that was what I'm not sure if that's what you were going to talk about, Josh. But I, what I would say is right now, obviously, we're still unsure about what's happening with Casado. We're not sure what's happening with Lavia. Uh, we're not sure what's happening with Olise. That's another uh, possible signing that I know has been uh, strongly rumored around that there's a uh, personal terms already agreed on that. Um, you know, a whole bunch. There's probably other deals I'm forgetting at this point. So. Um, you know, we'll probably wait and see. We're waiting for something, I guess, official on Caicedo, hopefully something official on Lavia um, and some of the other guys as well. And then we can uh, discuss that in, in a new episode because right now it's just like there's nothing, you know, personal terms are agreed with Caicedo, but they've been agreed for five years now. So that's not really any news. You know, we have to wait and see, I guess. But that was kind of what I was just trying to explain here at the end of the episode. And mind you, when he says waiting, we will be waiting. Like, we are not pulling the plug any earlier than we need to this time. I don't want to scrap any more half-hour episodes, wasting our time for stuff that's just going to be deleted. So once the news is 100, 200, 300% official, that is when we will hop on the mics and record uh, and not have to, you know, go into one of those where we sign a player and we don't sign a player, but then it flip-flops and then we actually do that. So we're going to just wait and kind of wait out. So if you know, news drops and there's the here we go from Fabrizio and we're not on the mics immediately and you don't see an episode that night if it's in the morning. It's just because we might take 24 hours to just make sure it settles in. That's all I have to say there. If not, and we don't get any news this week, the next time you will hear from us is probably same date, same time next week as Chelsea is going to play West Ham United 
uh, a team that also drew this weekend yesterday against Bournemouth 1-1. So same scoreline as well. But it's the same thing uh, match next week. West Ham, Chelsea, Sunday, 11.30 in the morning. So 4.30 p.m. for everyone in the U.K. And, um, yeah, I mean, so that that's, I think, where we'll leave it is that if, if stuff happens this week, we'll hop on the mics and talk about transfer news. And then, obviously, uh, we'll preview the West Ham match in that one as well, maybe building our own lineups again and just seeing what we think Poch is going to set up, whether it's three at the back or, you know, I don't know, something crazy again. Uh, but, again, after the entirety of the match, I wouldn't say that the three at the back wasn't wasn't too crazy. Um, yeah, Alex, do you have anything before I, I wrap it up? Or you want to wrap it up? Really- no, I don't think so. I mean, I'll, I'll wrap it up. Here we go. Well, um, I'll try it. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Sorry about, once again, the confusion with last episode and all that. Well, we'll hopefully, this tr- crazy transfer window calms down a little bit, or at least is a little bit more clear for us, so we're not talking about random things that are not going to be important within the next two hours. But uh, yeah, thank you, everyone. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Follow Josh on Twitter. I don't know what your Twitter is, Josh. I'm it's J Josh Solo twenty nine. There we go, right? There we go. Uh, I'm at Anorian twenty three. There you go. I know my Twitter. I'm good at that. Um, and you know, make sure to like whatever, like follow. What do you do, Josh? I'm terrible at this. You please take over. I don't know why. Five star rating and review. Peter's better than you. Peter knows. Oh my goodness. Uh, No, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues podcast. We will see you next time within the next week or next week. Exactly. Go Blues. (laughs) 